Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You know how I feel about our team and the city and the fans. It's been just a wonderful two years. Definitely an up and down two years, but uh, wonderful regardless of, of how it ended uh, you know, last night. And, you know, free agency is, is free agency, man, as you know. It's the business we live in. It's something that, you know, I have to sit back and consider with my family. And when that time comes, make the decision that's best for us and myself. And like I said, obviously, you know, I've had a, a great time here and great, great experiences with coaches and Coach Quinn and, and the players and Don and Rudy and everybody. So we'll just have to see what happens. Obviously, I can't speak and, you know, look into the future and what exactly will happen. It's actually like my first time being a real free agent. So it'll be interesting. But, you know, I did, I did love it here. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens. That was Michael Conley <clears throat> reporting over the weekend by The Athletic and uh, our friend Tony Jones. Uh, the Jazz will uh, not only want <clears throat> excuse me, to bring Michael Conley back, uh, but uh, are also going to make it uh, the number one priority of the offseason. Yes, that is what I have been told uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. But, uh, yeah, uh, why shouldn't they? Uh, there, there's the whole idea with the durability issue and whatnot. But if the Jazz want to continue some degree of the momentum from this last year, disappointing end, I get that. But that happens sometimes. If they were going to keep the continuity moving forward, they have to re-sign him. They have to. And I understand why it is the number one priority, Jake. And there are, there are concerns, and I, I get that, you know. I mean, I've, I've written a couple of columns about it. And uh, the second one, when I said that they must do this, uh, it was interesting to see the reaction of many jazz fans and others. Um, many agreed. There were some who, who do think that uh, it's too risky, he's too injury-prone, and that uh, he might not be available. It was a g- good chance uh, that he wouldn't be available when the jazz need him. I don't know how in the world you're going to know that, but uh, uh, it's worth the risk because they have to in order to keep the momentum going. So I I don't understand that line of thinking. I really don't. I I would guess most jazz fans don't feel that way. No, the majority. Because there's no upside whatsoever to letting Mike Conley go right. unless your name's Ryan Smith. <laughs> Honestly, there's from a team building standpoint. That's why you, you know it's no surprise the Jazz want to make a priority to uh, to return Mike Conley because it's the smart thing to do from a talent building standpoint. Again, the only downside is it's going to cost a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> and that's not coming <laughs> so, out of your pocket. Yeah, right. So unless your name is Ryan Smith, there's really no downside to it whatsoever. Now the question is, does Mike Conley want to return? You heard his comments right there. What price does that happen, which things can get a little bit more complex. But as far as the Jazz go, if they let him go, they don't benefit at all. If somebody can tell me a benefit for letting him go, regardless of his injury history, I'd love to hear it because there's there's literally a, no plus side. How about a, a sign and trade? Well, that's not letting him go now, no, is it? No. And that may that that may be the solution that works out for both parties because that's the way that Mike Conley can go to a team that's over the cap. Otherwise, he has to go to a team that's under the cap, and there are only a handful of those. And are they in the point guard market? And what do the other point guards right. do? So, he, Mike Conley does not fit into the category 
of a couple of the guys who have kind of in the past have at one time or another played here who may have uh, done either the Jazz or another team dirty. And yet the two first names that come to mind are? What, Hayward and Boozer? Yeah. And I don't think that's how Mike Conley rolls. No, but he is, as he said there, and I do not blame him for this one bit. This is the first time in his career he's been a free agent. So there's, you know, everybody loves to be wanted. And if you've got uh, the ability to weigh out <clears throat> different pathways for your career, I don't blame anybody for wanting to do yeah. that. It's not like he hasn't been well remunerated for over the span of his career. I mean, he, he at one time was the highest paid player in the NBA. Last year he made like $34.5 million. Well, and maybe so, I mean, he, he's made a lot of money. But you bring up a good point to that is being courted by other teams. What's that feel like? Probably feels good to him. And just sort of having a moment of uh, freedom and free agency to to see how folks feel. Well, uh, you know, let's say that Mike, and I don't know this because I don't know Michael that well, but let's say so far in his career his goal has been to suck up every nickel that's not nailed down. Uh-huh. He'd been pretty good at that. Yeah. So now in free agency, maybe he's going into it thinking, you know what, I still want to make sure that I squeeze every dollar out of my career that I possibly can. But that's been my priority for my whole career. Maybe some other franchises will bring something to the table that will pique my interest. And now I have the opportunity to open my mind a little bit and figure out maybe I do have a different priority that I'm not even thinking about right now. Oh. And so, you know, you hope if you're a jazz fan that he's going to be greedy because jazz can compete uh, financially with most offers unless there's a team out there that really wants to max him out. But I can't, I, I wouldn't think that that's the case. Getting back to the nuts and bolts of the deal, uh, the length of it seems like uh, is important. It would matter to me. Yeah. But it doesn't matter to Chris Paul at the moment because he's opting out of his deal, right? The deal that would have paid him, how much was it, Austin? <laughs> 44. So, I mean... And maybe it is length. Maybe the thing is, is Chris Paul says, I can cash in one year for three. And so you, you don't know what the priority is for these guys going into free agency. Maybe Mike Conley doesn't either. But the, from the Jazz perspective, from the Jazz perspective, if it's all about team building and it's not our money, then there's no, there's no upside to letting Mike Conley walk, which, again, is different from a signing trade. All right. Letting okay. him walk, there is no team-building benefit that I could see whatsoever. And again, if a, if a fan out there is thinking of it differently, I'm I'm open to ideas. But as we've talked about this, Gordon, for weeks now, I don't see I don't see that at all. Our good listener Josh, he tweets in. Uh, Everyone saw Chris Paul as always being injured in the playoffs, which he has been up till this year. I think we need to keep Conley. We were great with him. He's worth the risk, especially because, like Jake said, there aren't a lot of options. Yeah, I don't think you can worry about the injury thing all that much. I, I think that sometimes that's – maybe sometimes that's warranted, but in this case it's not because that's a relevant argument if you have something else to do, yeah. as Josh points out. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well, we could go get a younger player who we think has potential and has a better injury history. They can't do that in this circumstance. <sighs> So, unless you really think that somehow Mike Conley is so bad that the team is better off without him, which I don't think uh, any 
rational well, basketball fan would make. Uh, Maybe uh, somebody would, but yeah, someone did. Uh, someone responded to me and said that uh, the difference between the Jazz with Mike Conley and without him was not that great. Something that I completely disagree with, because teams figured out how to defend the Jazz when Mike Conley isn't in the lineup, and we saw that. In the playoffs. Well, the Jazz well, only— we saw it before that. Over that stretch, Jake, until he came back for the last two games of the regular season, teams had figured it out. They needed Mike Conley to be guiding this. Well, and they own, the Jazz only have so many bucket getters on their team. Yeah. They, they, they have Donovan Mitchell, they have Jordan Clarkson, and they have Mike Conley. Everybody else pretty much depends on the offense running to get their buckets, including Rudy Gobert, which is something that still frustrates me. Because I feel like somebody that big, if he's got a size advantage, they ought to be able to figure out something. But uh, they haven't thus far. But Mike Conley, they they need somebody when the switchy defense happens. They need and when the offense breaks down and you need a bucket, you need somebody who can go get it for you, and you need multiple of those on your team. And the Jazz don't have a lot of those guys. They've got three. That's it. And if you let one go, you're even further hampered. So I I guess you could make the argument that the Jazz are a better team without Mike Conley, but I am. I that's gonna be a tough one for me to come around on. Uh, for that simple how, fact, I'm not it's sure. not something you, else. Yeah, how could you make that argument? I don't think you can. Um, and the thing about those three bucket makers is who's the best among them in sharing the ball? It's Mike Conley. And you brought up Rudy Gobert. He is absolutely dependent on somebody setting him up. And I know Joe Ingles can do that off the pick and roll. He used to feed Rudy well, but the thing about Mike Conley is not only can he can do that, but he can also stop and pop and and move and and set up other teammates all kind of simultaneously, and that's that's why it's so important for the Jazz to have him. Then also over the weekend, John Hollinger uh, brought up, and he's somebody who's close to Michael Conley, yeah. right from his time in Memphis, uh, that uh, possibly Dallas could be interested in in Mike, and interest. When you see that, that doesn't surprise me. Of course, Mike had a great year. Who wouldn't be interested in his services? But the the question is, how interested are you? And more importantly, how much money do you have to spend? Now, Dallas being interested is, is particularly not surprising because their roster is going nowhere, and they've got to figure out how to build around Luka Doncic. Yeah, and Luka can't, he can't do everything for that team. And I don't and think Porzingis is a good against, fit. Against the Clippers, he was handling the ball all the time. Well, I think that might be, I think that might be how they play for some time, which is why I would think twice about going to play there if I were Michael Conley. But you can see why they would be interested. Well, why would they be interested in him if they didn't? If they wanted to continue to have Luca do everything? Because they need more talent. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> because they need more, comma better players. Even though it, it's going to be like, um, you know, why did James Harden need Chris Paul? Or Russell Westbrook or whatever, because it's still a team game. But everything's going through Luka for the foreseeable future in Dallas, that's for sure. The uh, the other thing for Mike Conley to keep in mind, and look, he'll make the decision that he wants to make, but if he goes to another team, he may have to go through another adjustment like he did when he came here. And if he wants to see immediate success, continued immediate success, then maybe that's the best setup is here for him. If he goes to some other thing, deal, if he goes to Dallas. Now he's got to work with Luca. It's a whole new thing. See, if I were Michael Conley and thinking about where to go, I'd 
probably go to wherever was going to pay me the most money. But outside of that, really at this point in his career, would that hold that much of a draw I'm for you? Talking about me, oh. I, don't, I don't know about him. Okay. So if I were him, yeah, I'd still be trying to get every last bottom dollar I could. But anyway, the point being yeah. is that if if it were something outside of that, I would guess it would be he wants the ball in his hands more. I mean, think of the complaints that he could have with his Jazz team. And I, I don't know. Again, we haven't talked to him about it, so this is all obviously pure speculation. But that was the biggest adjustment in his role, right? Where he runs to the point with, with the Jazz and does it well, but doesn't the offense doesn't run through him like it did in Memphis. And that didn't mean that there weren't other stars in Memphis. It just means that their production was based on what he decided to do mm-hmm. pretty much on every possession. So if he wants that again, he's not going to get that with the Jazz. But what so, great what great what potentially great team out there would want him to do that? The Knicks. Is that a great team? I don't know, but that's a team where he could that's a playoff team he could step in and run the show day one. And the rumor is they want Chris Paul and that Chris Paul may want to revitalize that franchise for his own legacy and maybe that ends up happening. Be pretty hard to leave a team you just won a championship with. But oh, Kawhi did it. But yeah, but it's yeah, not uh, not unprecedented, Gordon. You're you're 100% right about that. So, you know, if Chris Paul were to pass on the Knicks, they still need a point guard. Mike Conley's probably, well not probably, in my opinion, he's the second best point guard who's going to be a free agent unless you're a big Kemba Walker fan. Yeah. So, then you've got the Knicks who are going to have plenty of cap space be able to also offer Mike Conley the role of you're running the show. Skip. That's a good point, actually, because when I think of that team, yeah, that's true. But there's uh, a lot of yeah. ifs. There's a lot of ifs for that to play out, though, too, right? You, you're you're counting on the Knicks making a smart decision. Which when does that happen, really? <laughs> Although the new leadership seems to, yeah. to be to a be better that a way. little bit better. Um, but that's just one scenario. So, and that would be the worst case scenario for the Jazz, too, because the Knicks have cap space, so they wouldn't have to do a signing trade. So, if the Jazz offered the same amount of money as his best offer elsewhere, I wonder what he'll do. That, that really is the. Well, that's why I brought up the yeah, role. What right. role does he want? Right. Because if you look at his numbers here with the Jazz, they were terrific they last were. year. He was said in career best? Yeah, in a lot of different categories. So. But it was different. That production came in a different sort of way. And Mike, we do know this about Mike. He's not really a me guy. You know, he gets good stats, but he doesn't strike me as the guy who's that's making or breaking his day. Right? I think he wants to feel important to the team he's on, which he would no matter what. But uh, maybe with the exception of the Knicks, most of the teams that it seemed like would be attractive to him, well, they have other stars. And uh, he, he would... He would have to be what he's always been, and that is a team guy, you know. And but he also re-upped in Memphis years ago, and Memphis is a small market, and they weren't winning a title anytime soon, despite the fact that they were good. They were certainly far from the favorites, but he liked it there, liked his role. They could offer him a ton of money, and he was comfortable doing that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it depends on the personality of the player, and often, Gordon, uh, I think we, and I'm including myself in this, get caught up with what we would do, ignoring the fact that this is a, a, a human being who's got a chance to really put his own handprint on the twilight of his basketball playing career. In, in LeBron's case, 
he signed a four-year deal with the uh, with the Lakers where he wasn't willing to do that with the Cavs because being in L.A. was his priority. It was no longer necessarily, you know, returning home and bringing a championship to Cleveland or winning a championship uh, initially mm-hmm. with the Heat or whatever. Le- LeBron made that move about LeBron. That's exactly right. He wanted to build his legacy in the, you know, second biggest media market in the country. That's in where Hollywood happens to be located. And I don't know if you know this, but there's a, a pretty terrible movie that's debuting this week. Uh, it comes out uh, July 16th. And I have no idea if it's terrible or not. I'm just assuming that fact, but I'm pretty comfortable what's in that movie? assumption. What? What's the movie? Oh, Space Jam. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you maybe Mike wants to do that. I don't think he wants to build a media empire, but maybe it's something, right? Yeah. Maybe knows? he's got a connection in Memphis where he's got some plans for after basketball and he wants to be close to that to build it. Who knows? From the Jazz perspective, there's one other item advantage to having to having Mike around, uh, other than everything we've already mentioned, and that is that this team is bumming right now. I talked to somebody who. Um, well, I don't want to reveal who it is, but uh, he was asking how the spirits around the team are right now. And they need Mike. Mike Conley's the kind of guy that can help lift this team, buck them back up, get them going again, make them feel good. I mean, he's, what, two or three-time teammate of the year in the NBA? Leader. He's a veteran he's, leader. And, and, yep. and the guys like him. Yep. So that's some. That's a very useful uh, uh advantage to have with a jazz team that's bumming right now and they are so it'd be i think the guys on the team would welcome mike back with open arms that's the split story of the day brought to you by our friends at sound sleep medical do you snore at night or are you currently using a cpap machine to treat sleep apnea sound sleep medical can improve your life visit soundsleepmedical.com more next on the big show 97.5 and 1280 the zone